Welcome to ZPM. I'm Teresa. I'm Lenny. Hello. Welcome back. How are you doing? I've been doing pretty good. I've got some interesting news for you. What's up? I've been sitting on it because I wanted to wait to share it with you on this very program. Okay. Uh, I follow Dean Devlin on the social medias, and he let it slip that there's a back eight on Leverage Redemption. Oh, yeah? There's eight more episodes coming. Okay. Did, did you say when? No. No, he was just like, he tossed it out there all casual. Like, like somebody was like, I love the show or whatever. And he's like, oh, wait till you see about the back eight. And people in the comments are like, back eight. <laughs> and I was too. I was like, I'm not done with it. I just got past the, uh, the Magic the Gathering episode, the Ren Fair episode. Oh, you just got to the Ren Fair episode? Wow. Oh, it's- oh, it's so good. It's so good is that is that french short in that episode is that what is that french, french short is it well i mean i don't know i mean i i don't know because i was thinking i was like who is that you're right it does look familiar uh magic card game job the card game job there it is oh if you if you recognize people like i'm so jealous i must have honest god face blindness because I never figure it out. What was that? Uh, it is French Stewart. Stop it. Okay, I, I was right. Okay, because he lo- it looked like him, but he had like, his voice sounded weird. And I'm like, that's not him, is it? It's super him. He's also in Stargate the movie. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the soldiers. He's, yeah. he's, Kowal- he's Kowalski. No, he's not Kowalski. No, he's not Kowalski. Kowalski? No, they kept no, the same Kowal- actor. No, he's not Kowalski, but he's one of the soldiers. He's French Stewart in that movie. I can't believe it. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a good okay. eye. I'm so bad at any of that. Like, it's a minor miracle that I could recognize someone, anyone, anywhere. Really? Yeah. Like, I just, I, I'm just good with faces like that. Michael is too. Like, I've never seen a celebrity in the wild, like, just out at the deli or whatever. Uh, never in my life. And I, I think that's mostly down to that I wouldn't recognize them out of context. Really? They would have to have something very significant about them. Like Adrian Brody's nose is very prominent on his face. So it would be easy for me to recognize him because of that. But if you don't have something like that, like I didn't recognize French Stewart because he doesn't have like an, a, a, an oddly unique facial feature. Like he's got a good looking face when I look upon it. But as far as like now translating that out into the streets, I would never recognize him walking down the street. Oh, that's weird. It is. It's a, I don't recognize members of my own family. What? Yeah. Like I was at a bar. Michael was performing at a bar and I was at that bar and these people were like sniffing around, you know? And I was like, is this like a weird swinger situation? Because like, I'm not interested in this and they and they knew me and they were like hi Teresa blah 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 and I was like oh they know me so maybe they're Michael's family members because <laughs> I don't recognize them but they were my <laughs> family members that's that's a sad commentary I know well that's they there's like face different levels of face blindness that you can be for not recognizing people's faces it's not like they were my first cousins or anything they were like an aunt and uncle by marriage twice true hey you know who else have fa- have family members that they recognize that everyone but me 
Uh, Sam does. You're right. His dad. Her dad. Jacob. Yeah, this. <laughs> oh, we watched Stargate season four, episode fourteen, I believe. The serpent's venom. Yep. Uh, I'm also dyslexic, so I wrote that wrong on a piece of paper. I was just, you know, <laughs> just a little insight for everyone. Every once in a while, there's like a piano key, and I don't know what it's for. Like, I hear a piano key. Maybe it's a notification. I think it is. Maybe. Somebody redid a a 40 Conaline. I'm in the 40 Conaline cool bag group. Uh, and I, oh, uh, I did, there's a group? Oh, yeah. Like, I was early in on it. And we all uh, we all renovate just exclusively 40 con lines. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. And a lot of them are old. Like they're not always because a lot of people get sprinters these days, but you see a couple of 2007s on in there. But generally okay. people buy them from the 70s, 80s and 90s. And, we and just re- just re- restore them as campers. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Camper baby. And they are all kind of conditions. Some of them are in very good, like bodily condition, but the, they're like, how much is an engine replacement? You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but others have good um, engine. Our engine was pretty good, save for the brakes, which is finally fixed. Uh, but there was a lot of rust on the floor. So we had to tend to rust instead of having to tend to replacing the engine. <laughs> And now our battery's dead. And I'm pretty sure I killed the battery because I put it on AC and I was running the radio while I was doing work on it last weekend. And for some reason, an older vehicle will drain a battery if you're not got the engine turned over. Yeah, it usually does. It drains the battery like real quick. So I feel that's on me. And because it's a 250, like it's a bigger engine, the regular jumper cables you use for like a Corolla are not cutting it. (laughs) They're not going to cut it. (laughs) They're going to get too hot because the gauge is too small. Anyway, welcome to Electrical Chat. Here on <laughs> Stargate. Stargate, the serpents. Oh, my God. Teal goes to visit his people in the cold open, and he's recruiting for the old I, himself. He's the, the leader and soul, like soul runner of the resistance. Yeah. And then he's betrayed by a young boy, Tisk. A young upstart. Right? I'm like, ah, come on now. You got to be more selective about how who you meet up with. That's a cold open. It's a very quick uh, opening this time around. And we come back onto the gate activity. Tokra sending a communication that Apophis and Hera are starting an alliance together. Then Jacob's there. That's Sam's dad. And he's like, oh, we should just go stop them then, right? That's We got a plan. The plan is to stop this alliance from happening. And Jack's <laughs> like, hey, you better tell me everything. Jacob's like, I was about to tell you everything. Uh, I was about to tell you in like three seconds, dude. <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm like, I don't believe him. I don't believe Jacob. I don't think they were going to tell him anything. No, I believe Jacob. I don't believe uh, who's the, who's the Salmak. That's what Selmac. Yeah. Good good memory because I didn't remember that. I was gonna look it up. <laughs> Selmac. Yeah, I don't believe either of them. I think that they were just not gonna say anything about it and be like, well, maybe they'll just say, yeah, and we'll fill them in on the way, which Jack hates. No, I think Selmac, I think Selmac has he doesn't I don't think he'd have to lie. He just has contempt for them. Cause he thinks he's I think he's he thinks he's beneath they're beneath him. 
that's probably as, true. as most toker and ghoul do. I think um, I also think uh, it would just be lies of omission. I think he would just leave out key details. Maybe he, he's like, people are kind of uh, cowardly. So I'm not going to tell them about how this has to happen because they're not going to want to go. <laughs> yeah. They're going to pre they're going to reprogram uh, a space mine, which is like a landmine in space uh, to attack one of the ships of the Alliance. They don't say which ship, though. Which I don't think that's a great plan, but OK. <laughs> <laughs> not a great plan. Uh, back over to Teal. He is being held prisoner. And I don't remember. They said the name of the ghoul that's torturing him. But I don't remember what it was. Doesn't matter. Oh, I can't remember either. Um, but he's going to film it for prosperity. Wow. <laughs> okay. He's definitely not going to jerk off to it later. No. I'm like, when, when did this become like hostile? Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're going to film it so you could show it to other Jaffa? And be like, look, he died or whatever. I'm definitely not. It's not sexual. If you're thinking it's sexual, it's not. Which makes it definitely sexual. <laughs> and it's maybe I wouldn't have thought it that way if he didn't like look Tilk in the eyes, show him where the video camera was, and be like, oh, I'm gonna videotape it. Like he was excited to explain about the videotaping. And I'm like, this is for him. Or for his host, maybe his host is really into it, and like that message came through, and he was like, "All right, we're gonna video." <laughs> so I guess this is happening. Okay. He's like, "I'm in control, but uh, I'm getting a certain sensation that needs to be addressed." By video, like, I didn't I, like. I didn't sign on for this, but I guess this is happening. <laughs> yeah, like I wonder since I know that they the ghouls can hear their host being like oh my God, please stop doing this and crying and whatever. And they like it. But like, that means he can definitely hear that the host is like, are you going to torture that man? Can you videotape? <laughs> can oh, you no! videotape it for me? <laughs> for or the, the archives. Is like, hell yeah, I'm going to videotape it. Yes, I knew I picked a good host. Oh, really? You think they're in, they're, they're in it together? <laughs> They might be. They might like if he picked a killer, like a serial killer or something, and was like, Do you want to be an even better serial killer? And then he gets in there and he's like, Oh, this is the absolute best. Oh, the ecstasy. Right. Like that's got to happen on some levels, at least once or twice. So they're going to do that. Daniel translates the writings on the space bombs to be Phoenician. I mean, yes. this is the, this is this back and forth stuff that drives me bananas. Okay, so in the Teal torture chamber, Teal's narc tries to convince Teal that the ghouls actually are gods, and he should, he's like, uh, "They're obviously gods." I mean, I can't believe you can't see it. And he's like, "Your dad was like, yeah, they're fake gods." And he's like, "My dad died." My dad died because he was dumb. Like, wow. He's like, way to, wow. honor your, way to honor your dad there, buddy. Teal's school comes back and is like, I'm not super enjoying this, which he is definitely. <laughs> like, I'm trying to save you. Don't you see? I'm like, it. you're making that sound like you're going to save him with your penis in about a second. 
if you would just let me open, if you would just open wide. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I get no pleasure out of this except the most pleasure I've had in like at least a century. And <laughs> <laughs> Tilk's like, no thanks. False God. And then he says something in uh, Jif- uh, Japanese. I don't know. It's Jaffa. Jaffa. Japanese. Use it going forward. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, it sounds too close to Japanese. That's the idea. <laughs> and he's so he's not having it. And then they go, they're looking at the space mine and it gets real tense there for a bit because they're trying to. They're trying to reprogram it by like. They're trying to reprogram it. By like Simon says, tactics. But then like they have to keep it steady. So it's like a don't touch the sides situation. And they're sailing the ship and it's like going up and down. See, they're making bad, good- bad planning, bad planning. Yeah, they're relying on piloting, which is, you know, whatever. Maybe uh, Jacob is the best that ever lived. Yeah, Jacob's job, a good pilot, gonna- but it's a space mine. Yeah, they're really doing some like heavy sandbag in place of the golden idol crap here. That's <laughs> just mm-hmm. not going to be the situation. That's what I can see. Teal'c starts preaching the truth to. Not the not the gold, the other Jaffa, the kid. Oh, the, the kid, Jaffa. Kid, kid Jaffa. He's narc. So there's a narc child there, and <laughs> he looks like I'm preaching you the truth here. And that kid's like, I've never seen anybody take a torture like you're taking this torture. And he's like, Hey, man, I'm too. Either way, <laughs> they get to the the meeting is happening. Horror shows up and offers Teal to sweeten the deal. With Apophis, he's like, Apophis is like, what are you going to give me? And he's like, I got your favorite Shola. Which, of course, and of course, Apophis is like dripping with ladies. Like, wow. Yeah. But you you forget one part where they're like trying to reprogram it. And Daniel's like, uh, it's about to explode. And Sam's like, what about if they, you know, if you, what about zero? Because he's doing like, you know, three to the right. Mm-hmm. four to the left and he's like there's no zero in phoenician language he's like yeah but this is advanced situ- uh, civilization they'll use a zero and he's he like how do you zero. know yeah and he's like how do you know she's like trust me it's a math thing which goes back to my point without sam there'd be dust right now they would super be dust and it turns out that sam is right and that's how they program the bomb and release yeah. it back out by rings into outer space um, like why why wouldn't you trust a physicist? Like seriously. Yeah. Shut up, Daniel. <laughs> you don't know about zero and why zero came around? I know you do. Of course he he's an archaeologist. He doesn't know about zero. He knows. But he forgot about zero and now he looks like a dumb dumb. Uh but Sam Sam be there. Okay, so they they see that Teal'c is on Harrow's ship. And that he's going to be transferred to Apophis, transferred to Apophis, uh, to seal the deal, as it were. And uh, Jacob turns around in Jacob's own voice, not in Selmac's voice. It says, Teal'c is expendable. <sighs> Jack ain't, yeah, right? Jack ain't want to hear saying. that. <laughs> yeah. Because the Tokara don't have a plan. It's all or nothing with them. Yeah. It's like, we have a plan without con- contingencies. He's like, hey, 
his Tok'ra on both of those ships and they're just going to die and that's how it is. And they're like, well, that's not how it is here. Not if you're a main character, you don't get to die. You're not expendable. <laughs> so they decide they're going to intercept the rings uh, with their own rings. And the they, they're like killing Teal. So like the torturer comes back to like finish the job as it were. Even though he's yeah. being transferred over to Apophis, he's still like, I gotta get my last bit out. <laughs> I, I I need to kill him because you know that's how that's how these videos end. Yeah. He's like, I'm making a snuff film. <laughs> you didn't know it, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the narc kid stops Teal from dying and like beats up the ghoul, I guess. Which yeah, for very- God, I mean. Yeah, in a very return in a very return of the Jedi kind of moment. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um SG1 missed the, the ring stream. Um but they no- they notice the, the ghouls notice that somebody tried to snatch Teal'c out of the stream. But then that pervert, <laughs> the pervert ghoul shows up in the ring stream instead of Teal'c. And Apophis is like, what what is this? It is absolutely this. And I I love how he immediately goes to like deception. Yeah. It wasn't like there must be some sort of mistake. He was like, unclog all the ships. This shit is on. (laughs) Right. Uh, But he does uncloak all the ships and he's like, hey, uh, are you double crossing me? Now all these bombs are attacking me. I just, oh, they start blowing each other up. Uh, As usual. SG1 gets a little call from Teal'c's narc that he helped him escape because he saw the light of no no false gods. Convinced him pretty quick. And yeah. Faster and, than he did his son. Yeah. <laughs> his son probably not convinced all the way yet either. He's like one of those <laughs> people who are like, I just need more research, you know? <laughs> I just need more research. I'm still not 100%, so I'm going to look into it some more. I don't want to put anything weird uh, into my body, in, but I'll do this relic cocaine. That's fine. Right. So Jacob says, well, this went the worst way possible, because now that there's no alliance, Apophis, after seeing the army he amassed, he's like, he's just going to absorb this one, too. And uh, whew, he's the biggest threat of all now. Right. Fade to black. That's it. Yeah, a very ominous ending. Right? I thought this was uh, like a mid-season finale situation because it like had all the signatures of that. But um, I guess it's not. No, because they move on to the next episode. Yep. What did? Uh, what do you think of this episode? What are we rating this? I thought it was all right. I didn't. It wasn't as great as like the other one, so I gave it like a three. Okay, I gave it four stars because my guy, my guy Teal. Well, yeah, but he wasn't funny in this one. He was like, he was, what's the word I'm looking for? He was suffering. Heartless and tied up. What a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I forgot who I was talking to. (laughs) (laughs) Mickey tore that from his body like he was really holding him back from proper torture. Yeah, and my my level of taste is uh, like whatever. Like I'm a poor meter stick for like quality of episode because I like the cheesiest episode and be like five stars. Wee! 
Yeah. And it'll just be pure nonsense. It'll be like filler. <laughs> but like a, oh, d- a renowned classic, I'm like, three stars. <laughs> three stars. Maybe two. I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Window of Opportunity, that I rated poorly. Yeah, I didn't understand. Yeah, I like Window of Opportunity, though. I like it there, but I just don't like it as much as everybody else. Somebody posted about it on a Facebook group that I'm in. And they were like, oh, my God, window of opportunity. Am I right? I'm like, oh, I don't really know. <laughs> let me let me let me let you in on a little secret. <laughs> it is controversial and brave for me to come out with that, too. So <laughs> I watched the promo for next week, which is what made me realize this was not the midseason finale because it's the episode where Hammond retires and, every, and it shocks everybody. And I'm like, is it the CIA? Yeah, probably. CIA or the NID CIA be up to no good sorry CIA except my CIA handler who listens to all my stuff he's doing an excellent job and deserves promotion but other CIA (laughs) (laughs) that's cool when this um Apophis does Apophis he really did amass quite a large army for somebody they have videotape of him of Apophis begging for his life and they're not really broadcasting that way they should no and he fixed his face a little bit too right now he's got sexy scars which is probably why he's dripping with women yeah that that was a bit weird like whoa whoa i mean yeah i'm like that's quite a flex i mean you were really dedicated to daniel's wife and now uh now he has a harem yeah he's like well she died so you only get over people by getting on top of other people. I mean, I mean that is the Gould way. <laughs> Maybe it's a flex. Maybe he's like, I'm so powerful. All of these women, <laughs> whatever. Look at all the women I have. Now worship me. They're fanning me, peeling me grapes and the like. <laughs> and I, I thought Herrera was a bigger threat than he seems to be. Who, Herrera? Yeah. I mean... He was a threat, and then I guess, well, as the seasons go on, the ghoul become less and less of a threat, though. I mean, until Ball shows up, am I right? But see, Ball, I don't see Ball as a threat. I see Ball as more of like, an, <laughs> a, a, like, a, like a nuisance. I see him more of a nuisance. I All I ever want to do is see him on this program. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I see him as more of like, oh my gosh. It's only ghoul. in 12 episodes? Who ball? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, like I said, I see him more. I see him more as a nuisance than anything because there are bigger threats out there, like you know the replicators. Mm. So each season, the will get less and less of a threat until they're a joke. Do they ever? They come back. Well, ball comes back because he's in the movies. Gracious. Yeah. Oh, so what did you think of the Dune trailer? I forgot to ask you. Oh, uh. It looks good. I hope they keep the ending from the movie because the book ending sucks. You don't like the book ending? Uh, no. No, it sucks. <laughs> All right, guys. If you want to like uh, turn it off, um, I'm just going to spoil the end of the book version because uh, the movie version ends it's raining or whatever. But in the book, uh, it doesn't end that way. It ends where with the, the fight is over. So like he fights Sting and uh, gets defeated or whatever. And instead of it like the prophecy coming true it's uh they're standing around and mom the mother 
and Chiani are standing there and she's and he agrees, Paul agrees to marry Isidore, whoever the the narrator in between the chapters is. The the, the uh the emperor's daughter, I think. Right. She and uh he's like, I'll marry the emperor's daughter, that's fine. And the mother turns to his girlfriend and goes, Don't worry, he'll never touch her and give her children or whatever. And uh, you know, so you don't have to worry about that. He's only ever going to be with you because you're his number one and you're his concubine and forever concubines will be synonymous with wife or whatever, because she was never married to Leto. Because he true. wanted to give, it was like a power thing where if he looked like he was available for marriage, he would like be able to create better alliances in the hopes of creating a marriage alliance. But, you know. He can have concubines. That's fine. So that's how the book ends. It just ends with like, she'll never know the touch of Paul or whatever. I'm like, who cares? Also, you don't know that, mom. <laughs> you don't know what he's up to. That's true. If it's socially th- acceptable to have multiple women at your call, he might well do that. He saw it with his own father. So it's not like he's going to be like, oh, just the one for me. Thanks. Yes. It's not like she was a beacon of you know, a shining beacon of like, you know, fidelity. And the empress's the empress didn't do anything wrong. Like she didn't murder his dad or like to go out of her way to cause problems. She just in the background. Yeah, seriously. So don't be too sure on a lonely night what's going to go on there. Also, that's a shitty way to end a book. Uh, well, I think he knew he was going to get a sequel. Like he's going to write another book. So. Oh, I mean that maybe so, but that's not the sentiment I would have ended on. After like what is a mildly exciting battle, it's not even that great in the book. Okay, <laughs> I did I did like Jason Momoa in it though. He oh seemed, he yeah, seemed like a good Duncan. He is going to be a good Duncan. Everybody's cast like superbly. You mean like Josh Brolin as Gurney Halleck? Yeah, that's going to be good stuff. A lot of these characters don't want to make it, so it's interesting that they would get such high profile actors to play characters that are definitely not going to make it. Yeah, well, isn't this isn't this just part one, and they're gonna yeah. do they're, they're gonna do part two? Oh, they might do the sequels to the books. Maybe they'll do that. No, I meant they they're dividing the the first the first book into two parts, like how they did with uh, the Hobbit. Oh, I don't think so. No, that's what they're doing. That's what uh, the director's doing. He said this one that he's putting out is part one. So, because like he, I don't think he meets uh, Shani yet. In this movie, I think he does it in the second part when he go, when he when he's actually on. Um, when, yeah, in the trailer, the some of those scenes are from later in the book. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I don't. I think they're splitting it up into two movies. Will Dune, twenty twenty one, be split into two movies in March to a two part film? Did they do it? Dude, it was too complex. Single film would fail to capture. Then they, why don't they say so in, in the title of the, it's not Dune part one. This is Dune. Yeah, oh, they, I, know, I don't know. Dennis, uh, at a, and well, you're right. It will be split into two. Huh. Mm-hmm. And I think the first part is going to end like when he meets the Fremen. Interesting. Huh. That's really wild. I just want to see how they I just want to see how they do the Harkonnens. 
Oh, I know what they're doing here, though, by the way. They're like, oh, it's such a complex and wonderful story that we have to split it into two movies and make double the money. Got it. Yeah, but it's not really that complex of a story. No, it isn't. And it is one movie's worth of story. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, David Lynch's version aside. (laughs) I was like, are you saying David Lynch could get it into one movie and that he did a piss poor job? Because I don't think so. That movie's four fucking hours long. No, it's not four hours long, but it's long for a TV movie. The director's cut is four hours long. But But I think I swore in there. I think sci-fi did two-parters. Well, that's made for TV stuff, I think. But I liked it because I thought it was better. I thought it was closer to the book than the Mm. David Lynch one. Well, yeah, I like how David Lynch changed the ending to make it the prophecy. I thought that was good, much better. And I don't pay a lot of compliments to David Lynch because his movies are weird and I don't understand them. Yeah, sci-fi, I think, did the the book ending where he had to marry the emperor and all that stuff. (sighs) I mean, what a way to, what a wet fart to end on. (laughs) (laughs) Because like, like, it's all this like, political intrigue and and espionage and and all this struggle with the natives on the planet free men and all that stuff uh, only to end it on you're worried about whether or not paul Um, will be might like remotely faithful to his girlfriend (laughs) shut up shut up well i mean he is the hero well, that's great, but like that was like I I can't even describe to you like up to the last like three pages of the book where that takes place. <laughs> the furthest thing from my mind was whether or not Chiani's going to have a place at the royal table. Well, I, I mean, those are concerns. <laughs> those can be concerns for the footnotes. <laughs> like, put that somewhere else, or do, like open it up in the next book. Would that be like mm, there's been a political alliance marriage between Paul and? You mean like have an epilogue? Yeah. Or whatever. Like whatever. Stick it somewhere else. Stick it in your bum. Because <laughs> like it could have absolutely just ended at the end of the fight. Or even with the marriage to the political marriage would have been fine. But just like I don't need some inspirational hokey crap about concubines versus wives. Like that just I was maybe, just like, who cares? <laughs> maybe he was trying to make a political statement. I don't know what he was trying to do, but I was like, <laughs> it ends after Sting's defeat. That, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> as, far, as far as you're concerned, when he kills Sting? And yeah, and that's the end of it. <laughs> I, I really didn't realize they were going to make this into two movies. So I didn't like that they made The Hobbit into three movies. That's a short story. What are you doing? I didn't like it either. I don't. I mean, I did, I, I did, I did like Smaug, though. Smaug. Mm-hmm. I didn't like splitting. Uh, the Deathly Hollows up into two movies. I thought that that was stupid because the first half of that book is boring and there's a lot you can cut out of it. <laughs> so like, so obviously the Deathly Hollows part one is boring because it's a boring part of the book. Yeah, but you have to read it, you know, in order to get the full experience. You can slim it down for the movie. <laughs> they took They decided to slim down a lot of things that would have been better in the movie. Like, what a piece of garbage Harry's dad was when they were in school. That's true. And that they made the Marauder's Map to begin with. That would have been good stuff to know. 
I think, and how bullied Snape was. Like, I swear to you, I'm like, they did the wrong thing. Also, Snape's a bad guy, and that's the end of it. Well, they ha- you have to make, well, for a movie, you had to make him likable. No, you don't. He's not, well, he's a good guy in the books, too, somehow. Uh, if Voldemort killed baby Harry and left Lily alive, Snape doesn't see a problem with that. And he that's still true, doesn't yeah. see a problem with that. Like, his big gripe is, He's mad at Voldemort because he killed his girlfriend. If he killed everybody but his girlfriend, he would have been like, A-OK by me. Well, I mean, the guy was in love. What Dark Mark forever. With the unrequited love, though, which is pervy. I mean... <laughs> She's already married to his bully. Get over it. Not only does she not love you back, she married your bully. Yeah, mate, you gotta move on. Yeah, but I mean, it makes for a good story. It does. And that I just wouldn't name my kid after my dad. You know, like I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I would have been like, know. oh, my parents died because uh, you showed Voldemort where to go kill them. Seriously. So I'll name my kid for you. Whatever. That's fine. Welcome back to Harry Potter chat <laughs> where bullies get a break. Anyway, got anything you want to add today? Uh, No. Not this week. Uh, you can catch me over on Last God Pod, Last God Standing Podcast on Twitter at Last God Pod, also on Podbean, lastgodstanding.podbean.com. You can find ZPM Stargate everywhere on the internet, Instagram, which I never post at, Twitter, which I post at fairly regularly. Like, share, and subscribe. Rate us in app. You can do it just five stars and just be like, is great. Two words, just right is great. And then that's it. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.